episode, we are actually going to be talking about the Your Better Body Image Checklist, which is a freebie that you can get on my website if you go to IWishIWereMe.com. And I uh, have kind of been doing these episodes, well I guess this is the second one, where I'm talking to you about some of the concepts in that checklist in a bit more detail. So if you already have the checklist, then you'll find that what we're going to be doing here in these episodes is kind of taking it to the next step or the next level. I want to start off by saying um, I moved. Ah! <laughs> I live in or lived in Calgary, Alberta, and uh, that's in Canada, in case you're in another part of the world. And I moved to Chilliwack, British Columbia, so one province over, about a one-hour airplane ride or a 11-hour car ride. And I moved for a lot of different reasons, but one of the big ones was because my family lives here, and I'm starting up a new venture. So I'm going to be doing some freelance work. Uh, for a company doing a lot of social media marketing and trying to help them expand their business using some different social media tools. And I will also be starting up a podcast production company where I can help people to start up a podcast if that's what they would like to do or manage their guests if that's what they would like to have somebody handle, uh, load up their episodes onto whatever platform it is that they're using, um, just doing all of these kinds of things to help somebody who wants to start a podcast or somebody who's already got a podcast and is looking to um, kind of take away some of the day-to-day -day activity. So that's kind of what I've been up to. And because of that, I realized that I don't have my little, um, the thing that goes into my MacBook that will allow me to attach my microphone to the computer so that the sound quality is a little better than what you are getting here. So I'm going to apologize that the sound quality on this is not awesome. I am going to do my best in post-production to try to bring it up to a little bit of a different level, but we'll see how that goes. So just right off the bat, that is something you notice that's going to be different. You're also going to notice I don't have a guest. Uh, like I said before, I have, um, uh, I've done one of these episodes before, so where we talked a little bit about something going on in the Your Better Body Image Checklist. And I would, I kind of like these episodes because I think it's going to take things to another level if you have that checklist. If you don't, it's really easy to get. You just go to IWishIWereMe.com and you can, you can get it there. If you don't have the checklist, this is a valuable episode. Actually, I think this is a really valuable episode because what we're going to be talking about today is curating your social media. Now, this is something I have discussed with other guests on this podcast and how helpful it is to to do uh, but I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail here I do have a guest lined up for the next time actually I've got quite a few guests coming up so that's really exciting that there are still uh, guests in the works here but because of the move and just everything that's been going on and believe me it's been quite overwhelming I wasn't sure I was gonna get this episode out at all so if you're listening to this 
I feel like that's a win. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about curating your social media. So uh, if you go and get the, the checklist from IWishIWereMe.com, uh, then you'll see that this is the second item to check off in the checklist. If you were to take a look at the episodes that I've got on my uh, on for this podcast right now, you will see that there's another one where we talk about diet talk, which is the first one in this checklist. So let's get into how you curate your social media. Now, lots of people talk about this. This is on a lot of different people's podcasts because it is really important. I think, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't, we had Facebook, but it really wasn't, I, it didn't really consume our bored times the way I think it does now. I think now it's easy and I do it all the time too. You're waiting for someone and you're, or you're waiting for something and you just pick up your phone and instantly start scrolling through your social media feeds. And so it becomes something that we, we do kind of subconsciously picking up our phone and taking a look at it. And we absorb some of the content that we're looking at also subconsciously. Now, Instagram is the one that has the most visual pictures and it's meant to be a visual uh, medium. So it's maybe the one that's the most important that we get things right on. But if you're on any of the other uh, social media different platforms, and my goodness, nowadays there are a lot of them, it is important that we are managing to do this. And I think it can be done in two very simple steps. The first step is to uh, thin out the current accounts that you have. And you don't have to sit down and do this. You can just do it as you're scrolling through. And I think that there's a number of different accounts you need to look at taking off. Now, when I say taking off, again, you can do you can do this in a, a multitude of different ways. You don't have to unfollow someone or unfriend someone, uh, especially if this is someone that maybe you think might notice. You can hide them or snooze them. Both are great options. So make sure that you look at, when you're looking at your social media accounts and you're finding something that doesn't make you feel good for whatever reason, you don't have to just unfriend or unfollow. You've got other options that will allow it to make it look like you're still following someone. The big ones, though, that you should right away take off are uh, health gurus and influencers. Anyone who tries to tell you that you should be eating a certain way or anyone that tries to tell you that losing weight is okay or intentional weight loss is okay. You know, sometimes this can be tough. I recently uh, found somebody through some of the body positive channels that that I have, some of the social media accounts I'm on, some groups, Facebook groups I'm on, and this person was very body positive, had a couple of really good articles that they had written about uh, accepting your body, and then I went and started following them on social media, and they wrote a very long post one day about how they feel that it is okay for them to talk about weight loss because people come to their site 
for help in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways that they come looking for help is for weight loss. And they feel that because they're able to give, because their content is better, because they're not asking people to lose weight quickly, they're not asking them to do it unsafely, that it is therefore uh, a better place for people to come looking for weight loss help. I completely disagree with this philosophy. There has never been a study that has proven, a long-term large-scale study that has proven that past about three years, people can keep weight off. There's a few, few people that can do that, very few people that can do that. So for somebody to say that they're doing it safely makes no sense because nothing is safe, quote-unquote safe, in that all of it is going to lead to disappointment. This doesn't mean I don't believe in health. I do. And I believe that there are a lot of really good health at every size um, practitioners, dietitians, um, fitness people that I think are would be wonderful to follow. But these are people talking about behaviors and avoiding any discussion of the scale or about weight loss or about what your body looks like or about eating a certain way or working out a certain way leading to you uh, looking a certain way. So those are the first group of people that you should be taking off of your social media accounts. I also believe you should be taking off anyone who does before and after pictures. Now this is con contested within the um, uh, body positive community as to whether or not transformation stories should be, you should take them off of your feed. Uh, I really feel that you should. Um, I think it, it doesn't matter if the what they're trying to show you is a before picture of someone who's really thin and an after picture of someone who is in a plus size body. I still don't feel that um, it's necessary and I still don't feel that we need to be showing uh, people a sense of normalcy in either of these pictures because all bodies are diverse and different and none of them are wrong. And showing before and after pictures sets up a precedence where we're saying one is better than the other. And I, I just don't think that's right. Now you need to come up with your own thought about how you feel about transformation stories. And you need to notice how they make you feel when you're going through your feed. Do you automatically kind of zone in on those transformation stories? They're very visually appealing because you're seeing, you know, we've been, if you're anything like me, you've been raised up on rom-coms where you know, the thin girl gets all of the attention and there's many, many different movies where the, you know, the, the girl who weighs a little bit too much or, um, you know, is just a little too plain Jane becomes beautiful and gets everything she wants in life. And so by scrolling through your social media and seeing these types of things, sometimes it can be really uh, visually distracting and it can be subconscious. Like I said, you're, you know, you're picking up your phone, you're in a lineup, you're waiting for something and you start scrolling through and whether or not the caption underneath is talking about how all bodies are good bodies, that can still be fairly distracting. Again, though, this is something you need to figure out for yourself as to whether or not this is something you should be taking out of your feed. The other one I think you should should really take out of your feed are weight loss journey stories. 
Um, there's lots of people nowadays who want to lose weight. So they go on and they make a Instagram or a Facebook account or a Facebook page, whatever, where they're documenting their journey. Now, some of you know that I used to be a bodybuilder and this, the, uh, both shows that I did, I posted pictures every single week. I documented what was going on in my journey every single week. Uh, I look back now and I cringe. Um, so many people were, were so complimentary and, and honestly, I, that is nothing to do with anything except that, uh, the world that we live in is so fat phobic and so much about people accomplishing things, uh, like this, where we transform our bodies that, you know, everything's about go girl and you, you do it and rock it. And, um, I appreciated every single one of those messages at the time. And I still appreciate the fact that people were thinking of me, but I look back on that journey and I think about someone who was in a larger body reading all of these accounts of my disordered eating and my disordered uh, fitness and my disordered thoughts about my own body and I cringe because it's definitely not inclusive. So I think weight loss journey stories um, for me actually could be the most damaging because you're seeing these people who uh, they are losing weight and they do. I mean, how many of us have been on a diet and lost weight? Hands up, right? Uh, the problem is, is the weight loss doesn't last. And so for this type of a thing, I would recommend, especially if it's someone who's a friend to just snooze for 30 days, because by the time you come back on, there is a chance that they could be done with their weight loss journey and moving on to family vacations or <laughs> those types of things. Um, but that again is completely up to you. So that's how, that's the first step is when next time you're in a lineup somewhere or next time you're just kind of scrolling through, if you see anything that kind of catches your eye that has to do with health, nutrition, weight loss, you just take an extra second and look at it and go, is this something that is telling me to diet or that my body isn't good or that I need to only eat certain foods. And if it is, then consider unfollowing the account, snoozing or hiding. Okay, the next kind of step you need to do is to find some new ones. Well, that becomes very easy, especially if you have been listening to this podcast because I've had some fantastic guests on. Um, <laughs> I really have had some really wonderful people on that I think you should start following. And some of them are even in, uh, the, the checklist right now, because I did this, you know, kind of at the start of when I had had some guests. So I, uh, you know, I mean, I've got on here for Instagram, I've got reframe your story. She is amazing. She was one of the very first guests I ever had on. And her story is really incredible because she had weight loss surgery. This is the type of perspective that we all need. I mean, I've yo-yo dieted. You've maybe yo-yo dieted. But have we ever contemplated weight loss surgery? And if we have contemplated weight loss surgery, 
maybe we didn't go through with it. And Caitlin's Instagram really shows us this perspective of what it's like to go through it and then regain the weight. So I think it's really a cool account to keep following. Um, another really cool account that I like is Be Your Joy. Again, one of my very first guests. Amazing. Uh, like I said, Instagram is a very uh, visually stimulating platform and uh, Carissa shows us pictures of herself just moving around life in a larger body wearing cute clothes so you know definitely think about following her uh, you know I've got so many great guests on here Dahlia Kinsey is another one if you don't already follow her follow her um, I follow her on Facebook um, she's probably most likely got an Instagram account uh, you can probably find that in the show notes of that episode very cool health at every size uh, registered dietitian. Just a great lady to follow. Another really great lady to follow, um, Catherine Hack. Again, this is a Facebook account that I follow. Uh, she is a body liberation artist, which is pretty cool. So it makes for something really beautiful to look at. Uh, you know, uh, Kaylee Highland on uh, Instagram. I feel like I'm just kind of like going through the list of the episodes I've had, but she's really, I mean, this is the, this is being able to look at someone in a body maybe that's different than yours and being able to see her, uh, in all of her beauty is just, I mean, it's just wonderful. It is really is just wonderful. I had two episodes with her actually, um, the two ladies from the Fatso podcast. So if you're not listening to the Fatso podcast, make sure you get on that. They're uh, dropping another season at the beginning of October. Uh, but they're, if you just go on to uh, Instagram and look for Fatso or Facebook, Fatso, fat, fat, period, so, question mark, uh, you'll find them, two gorgeous ladies from India. Um, so... You're looking for people when you're when you're trying to figure out how to curate your social media account. You need to find people that uh, don't look like you. That's that's my general rule is that when I'm looking for people to follow on Facebook, they don't look like me or they have a different perspective than I do. So I'm looking for fat people. I'm looking for people who are smaller fat than me and I'm looking for people who are larger fat than me. I'm looking for people who are in a body that is older than mine. Um, I started following an account called Silver Disobedience, and I can't remember. I heard about it from someone else, and it was it's just great to see bodies that don't look like mine, that are aging, that don't look like my aging body. Anyone who is talking about disabilities or who is visually disabled, these are great great accounts to follow because you're going to get a totally different perspective on the world. Uh, anyone who is, if, if, especially if you're white, you're looking for people who are not the same color as you. I mean, this is something that should be kind of a no brainer. Um, but you are looking for people who don't look like you do. Uh, I took a look and tried to find some just before I jumped on, of new ones that are not on the checklist. 
that I've just started following or that I've been following for a while maybe but haven't really uh, haven't really talked about on the show before but uh, Virgie Tovar if you haven't already started following her one of the great things about my podcast or <laughs> pat on the back what's great about my podcast but what's <laughs> one good thing about my podcast is that you not only can find the person I've talked to but you can also start following the authors of the books because the majority of the books that we're talking about are body acceptance books. So these are people who are quite um, eloquently able to communicate some of the issues of looking at body liberation or body acceptance. So Virgie Tovar is one of the authors of one of the books that we did on the podcast. Uh, Tiffany Crow. uh, really cool. She does yoga in a plus size body and she does these little videos and she's, she's also very vocal about how it's okay to be in a larger body and do something, uh, fitness related. There's a lot of really good accounts kind of in that realm where they're talking about being, um, in a plus size body and doing things that are extremely athletic. That's just one of them. Uh, Amanda Poundcake, I found her, both on Facebook and on Instagram, to be a really amazing account to follow. She just always has really great images going up on there. And then when she has something that is uh, um, where she's actually put something that's a little bit lengthier in terms of words, it's been just worth the read. Uh, Kelly Bella Ohio in on Instagram, I she is in a larger body than I am. And so... Like I said, it's sometimes it's just great to see people in different size bodies just live in their lives and not um, given two fucks about what the rest of the world thinks of them. Uh, Fluffy in the City. This is such a cute account. It's one that I've just kind of recently started following. She's just, she's a, a fashionista, which is definitely not me, but she wears the cutest outfits and I really do like the way she's put able to put everything together and it gives me, again another body that is closer to mine in size that I can see just living her life. Um, and I f- found another one that I really like, just the visual stimulation of seeing someone in a larger body not giving a fuck, is Fat Mama. And Fat is P-H-A-T-M-A-H-M-A-H. And I have really actually been enjoying that account. So just look for stuff that's different. And like I said, I mean, you need to find a way to to find a number of these accounts. But once you start looking for them, you can start following, okay, everyone on my podcast, let's just say. Once you start following them, if you begin to look for and you need more, then you can start looking at who they follow, which is a really good way to get even more people and be able to see even more different perspectives. Why do I think this is so important? Well, I came across a term, and I've seen it in a couple books now. Uh, I believe the first time I saw it was in Beauty Sick uh, by Renee Angelm, which has been on the podcast, and then Happy Fat by Sophie Hagen. And they talk about something called symbolic annihilation. So symbolic annihilation. Use that one next time you want to sound smart. Essentially, this is something that marketers do um, where... And and sometimes it's probably done innocently, but mostly it is done uh, to 
give off the impression of what they want their ideal client to look like who is using their product. And normally that is white and thin. So they avoid putting any type of diversity into their ads. Or if they put diversity into their ads, it is used as tokenism. So symbolic annihilation is taking out anyone who doesn't look, essentially doesn't look white and thin. Why is it so important that we push back against this? Now, symbolic annihilation, just, just to go back for a second, uh, if I was to pick up, and I, I do suggest you do this, somebody who's not um, ever kind of come across the term body liberation or maybe thinks that you're being crazy, pick up their phone and take a look at their Instagram or their Facebook and just start scrolling through. And you will probably very quickly come to learn what symbolic annihilation is because the people that you're going to see are going to be white and thin. This is the same thing when we're watching TV. We're seeing only the same colored and same body sizes of people. We need to avoid this. And we need to avoid this because as, as a human being, we can get very much stuck in a rut. It's very easy to listen to one news source or listen to one radio station or listen to even one podcast and go, well, I know all about this topic. We do it all the time. I mean, think about it. I mean, we just don't have time to actually sit there and figure out, you know, every little thing we say and fact check it. We just don't. So the tendency is for us to pick some type of a source, uh, look at it as a respectable source, and then just quote whatever they say. This is the same thing when we start to look at uh, television or when we start to look at social media accounts. We begin to just kind of pick accounts, maybe even subconsciously, of the same type of person. So we don't get a any type of diversity on our feeds. I, you know, I'm starting to hate the term diversity. I really am because I feel like diversity, it means a variety. And yet some people seem to think diversity just means, well, we have to have the token woman. We have to have the token uh, African-American. We have to have the token indigenous person. Uh, and then the rest of the people can be white. And there we've covered our, you know, check off the box for diversity. Um, but what I really feel like is that if we have true diversity, we're seeing a perspective that we may not have seen before or that we probably never will see because we're not, we're not them. We don't have their same body. We are potentially we're white. So we're looking at someone who's has a perspective completely different because of the color of their skin. We make it be completely able-bodied and we're looking at someone who maybe is blind or is partially blind. We don't have these same perspectives and we may never able to get them. And social media is a great tool for us to be able to, to find those perspectives. So I think it's really important to avoid symbolic annihilation by looking to have different people on your feed so that you get a different perspective. And that makes you a better human because you're able to begin to create empathy and understand things from another person's point of view. The other reason why I think symbolic annihilation is so important to um, make sure we avoid 
is that when we don't see people who don't look like us, so all we see on our feed is white people, then we begin to look at people who are not like that as weird, as different. Because clearly, all we're seeing when we watch TV, when we scroll through our social media, is a certain type of person. So it's really important that we, we not do that. We, we avoid creating a link in our brain between people who don't look like us and quote-unquote weirdness or not normal. The third reason I think that, that symbolic annihilation is important to avoid is that by doing this, by creating this link between people who are uh, people who don't look like us being different, we are able to other them. We are able to say those people. When we start doing that, it becomes very easy for us to become a troll on the internet, for one thing, but also for us to engage in things like bullying and racism and a superiority complex. Obviously, we want to avoid these things. Obviously. And I think one of the amazing things about social media is that it can help you become a better human being. I know that so many people are very anti-social media, but like I said in the checklist, because I honestly do believe this, once you get all this sorted out, social media doesn't become such a negative place. In fact, when you walk away from the random scrolling you are doing at the bus stop, you should feel like a badass. And you should. All you have to do is do these two very simple things. First of all, take off anybody who's negative. You don't have to sit down and click on who it is you're following and go through each one to figure out who you're going to take off. Just as you're randomly scrolling at the bus stop, if somebody comes up with the criteria, talking about dieting, talking about weight loss, talking about foods you're not supposed to eat, unfollow, hide, unfriend, snooze, whatever. Two, begin to look for people who don't look like you on social media. Because then when you start scrolling through your social media and you see a diverse feed, you will begin to see a diverse group of people around you, which is the world we're living in. But unfortunately, because too many people are scrolling through their social media feeds, only seeing people who look like them, watching TV, only seeing people who look like them, they begin to do this whole, well, that's the other. And you maybe don't do this, but it is popular possible that people around you are doing this othering. It makes it very easy for us to begin to talk disparagingly about other groups of people, including fat people. And we are trying to fight for our own liberation. Anyway, so these are, these are obviously my thoughts, just my thoughts. So if you have completely different thoughts on this, it doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> In fact, I'd love to chat to you about it. If you have a different thought about uh, social media and even how to curate your social media feed, let me know. Drop me a line. I uh, would love to hear from you. If you sign up for the I Wish I Were Me, uh, Your Better Body Image Checklist, which again, just scroll down and click on the website link down below, uh, you will get a newsletter for me once a month, just once a month. I, I do not send out, I 
it's so frustrating to me. I get why they do it, but it's so frustrating to me when people send out a newsletter or a correspondence every day or every two days. Again, I totally get why people do that, especially if that is how they make a living, but that is not how I make a living. So I like to send out a once a month newsletter. That once a month newsletter includes the podcast guests from the last month. It includes uh, a body image tip, uh, something that you can do that's kind of practical in terms of what uh, you can do to improve your body image. And uh, I also include a social media spotlight, something to help your brain better about body liberation. So this could be a social media account that I follow. It could be a podcast I've been binge listening to. It could be a book that uh, I really highly recommend. It could be a YouTube video that I found that I really am loving. So anyway, uh, that is my little plug for the Your Better Body Image Checklist. The other thing I was going to say about that newsletter is that I respond to it. So if you are receiving it and you have any comments whatsoever about this podcast, about guests you'd like to see, about books you'd love to, to hear us talk about, please don't hesitate to just to click reply on that, uh, that um, <laughs> email. Oh, I lost my words there for a minute. Uh, on that email and just send me a quick note. Let me know how you're liking it. Okay, guys. I really enjoyed this. I hope you did too. And uh, yeah, two weeks from now, you will definitely have a guest on here. I promise. Hopefully my move stuff will be sorted out by then and I'll found my little doohickey to plug in my microphone. All right. Take care and keep reading it.